Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Judy Bartkoviak from NLP and EFT Kids. I work with children and teens to help them with whatever is troubling them and I write about it. I've written a number of books. The one that I'd like to mention is called Empower Your Kids, A Coaching Guide for Parents and in the first part it covers really the essence of NLP for parenting in a general way and then the second part has chapters on different issues and one of those issues is anxiety but I particularly want to focus on exam stress today. And on my website which is uh, judybartkoviak.com or nlpkids.com um, you'll find that there's um, a 30-minute free session that I offer that you can just click the link to and arrange. And uh, you can get in touch with me to arrange that quite separately from the website if you like. Now, I had one of those yesterday with um, a boy who was experiencing exam stress. So remember, what I'm talking about here is just a free half an hour session, not a whole sort of series of sessions, a program or anything like that. So very sort of simple um, way to very quickly address exam stress is what I'm going to talk about right now. So uh, I started really by asking him what was the problem, what would he like me to help him with um, today and he said um, that he was very stressed about exams and he was really trying very hard not to get stressed so it was how not to be stressed. So what I said to him straight away really was that when we focus on not being stressed, that's actually very difficult for our brain to comprehend because you're thinking about stress as you say it to yourself and then saying to yourself, and this is what I don't want. So imagine how your brain copes with that. It's focusing so hard on that very thing that you don't want. So we thought about that a bit and I asked him, so what would you like? And so he said, well, not to be stressed. Now, this is a very interesting thing. And any parents who are listening, you'll find that it's actually quite hard when your child is very used to focusing on something that they don't want. It's extremely difficult for them to think about what is that thing they do want. So do be patient. Please don't prompt because sometimes the answer isn't quite as obvious as you might think. It's not just the opposite of something. It may be something quite different. For example, I ran a workshop with mums on anxiety uh, a while back when we could actually have her mums in a room together. It was something called Parenting Around the Arga that I used to run. And um, I asked each of them, you know, in turn, you know, what they wanted for their child if it wasn't anxiety. And they looked at the ground. They, they looked at each other. They looked up at the ceiling. They, they found it very difficult to think what did they actually want. And so um, I asked them you know, in turn, and then one wanted thought they wanted their child to be confident, another one wanted their child to feel like they were cool and popular, somebody else wanted them to be brave. And do you know, every one of them had a different answer. So the opposite of anxiety is not not anxious. Um, the opposite of anxiety is that thing that we do want. So what I asked this boy was, um, can you think of um, a situation in your life, 
anywhere in your life where you have that feeling that you'd actually like to have regarding your exams. So he said that, could it be anywhere? And I said, yes, anywhere. And of course, that's the other thing. We tend to get caught up in the moment of, oh, it's all about exams. But actually, the state you might want may be in a different area of your life. So he said what he wanted was to feel calm and relaxed. So that was great, calm and relaxed. We then talked, I wanted to come back to that because what I wanted to do was to find out whether he was visual, auditory or kinesthetic because in NLP there's a technique called anchoring which means that you associate a particular um, visual or a word or an action, that's the V-A-K, with the state that you want. So we talked about some of the subjects he was doing for his (coughs) GCSEs. Um, and so uh, he we, and I explained to him what visual, auditory and kinesthetic were, because sometimes these are introduced in year seven. Um, but of course, he's uh, way past year seven. So um, visual is where you notice and learn visually. So you look at things, diagrams, pictures, <clears throat> words on the page, excuse me. And uh, you learn by looking and noticing and, and seeing. Um, and so for his some of his subjects, he said he was visual. So for maths, geography and history. For uh, languages, he was auditory, which is not too surprising, is it? <clears throat> so that was quite interesting. So we were looking then at a visual pattern and potentially a visual anchor. But I went into some of the meta programs as well. So remember, this was only a half hour session, so I didn't go into a lot of detail, but enough to establish that um, he got on really well in his French, not just because um, it was auditory, but because the French teacher hadn't changed. Now, through the last year, a lot of children have been experiencing teachers changing, either a teacher being off because they're isolating or because they have COVID or because of some other reason. So Children have been experiencing lots of chopping and changing of teachers. Now, he found that particularly hard, and his French teacher had been the same one throughout. So sameness is a meta-program, which is called matching. So for this particular boy, matching was the meta-program that was important to him, which would also explain why being calm and relaxed with his friends was so important to him, because friendship, sameness, those sort of things are very important to somebody who is um, a matching person. Remember too that he's quite away from, he's focusing on what he doesn't want, so that's the exam stress. So that's an away from pattern. So that would suggest that he notices when things are different. So obviously exams are different, tests are different, and he found that the word exam or test those were triggers for him. So what was happening was the teacher was saying, uh, we're going to have an exam or we're going to have a test. That signaled to him, this is something different. So given that he has a pattern where he's looking to match, difference immediately triggers some sort of anxious response. And it's about what he doesn't want because he's away from So what we did, what I did was ask him where he felt it, um, the exam stress, and it was just everywhere in his body. So what we did then was I explained to him how an anchor worked. 
explaining about Pavlov's dogs, um, but only very, very briefly, because as I said, we had very little time. But the reason I'm using this as an example is because we had very little time, because I think a lot of parents, you know, very busy, have busy lives. And so bear in mind that, that this work is done in half an hour. And I'm sure you can find half an hour to help your anxious child to, and by doing this, by setting an anchor for them, um, you can make a huge difference in their lives. So this boy had actually created a conscious negative anchor from the word exam and stress, sorry, exam and test. He had then been really adversely affected, causing stress in his body. So what I was doing with anchoring is creating a conscious positive anchor. So we have the conscious negative anchor, or subconscious to some extent, but conscious in the sense that he hears the word and he thinks, um, which is the conscious bit, oh my goodness, I'm stressed. And then he feels it in his body and the two work together to create really quite a difficult situation for him, which he was wanting me to help him with. So instead, we want to create a conscious um, association between uh, calm and relaxed and exams. So given that he'd said, and of course, something visual, because we know he's quite a visual child. So um, what we what I did was ask him to think about uh, creating a picture of being calm and relaxed with his friends. So uh, he did that. And I said, as you say the word exams and test, particularly exams, um, for, think of your friends and being with them, picture being with them, picture whatever's going on, see the friends, uh, see it all happening, um, see whatever you would normally see when you're with your friends and just think exams, exams, exams and try to create that anchor. I mean, in the normal way, when I do an anchoring with a child, we take a lot longer to do it. Um, and um, uh, But this was just a really quick way of doing it. And I think what he got out of it from what I understood from his mother and from what he said at the end of the session, was that it was really helpful for him to understand a bit more about how his mind worked and how he was actually quite consciously creating this association with the word exam and stress and how it was a negative association. Um, it was uh, deliberately focusing on something that he didn't want. And the more he focused on it, of course, the, the, the greater it was. Um, and so by uh, creating this association instead with something that he did like, uh, calm and relaxed and being sort of, you know, feeling like he could revise comfortably and thinking of friends and thinking of what's familiar, um, he could then relieve that stress in his body. So if you have a child who is uh, preparing for exams, I've got a, a number of clients at the moment who are in that position with exams coming up um, shortly. If you have a child who has exams coming up, what I want you to do is just talk to them about what it is they do want. And remember, don't prompt them. Um, just let it come to them because it will take a bit of thought. Because although we do have great neuroplasticity in the brain, you know, if there's been quite a long time where exams equal stress for them, we need to create a different association that exams equals um, a step on the way. I mean, we talked about this yesterday as well a step on the way to something he wants to do. He wants to do business studies at university. And so exams are obviously a step on the way to what he does want. So he can also chunk up. But I've talked about chunking up in other podcasts. And I'll do that again, perhaps, uh, maybe next week while we're on the subject of exams. 
Okay, thank you for listening. And remember, my new book, Empower Your Kids, A Coaching Guide for Parents, covers anxiety in a lot more detail. And if you're interested in EFT tapping, there are uh, tapping scripts in each chapter, and particularly, uh, obviously, in the anxiety one. And on my YouTube channel, which is NLP Kids, um, you'll find lots of um, videos of me um, talking about anxiety, anger, and so on. And you'll see me tapping as well on those. So I really hope that's helped you. Bye.